coat. Get a yawn out. Get it out now. Uh, <laughs> history's not dull. <laughs> Hello and welcome to another episode of What The Factual. I'm Jill Smith. I'm Pete Moore. And this is our weekly delve into fondly misremembered historical events. We put the facts in amongst the fictions. So the fictions fly away scared by the... Scared of all the facts. Of the facts. Great. How have you been? How's your, how's your first week after... You know, our newfound... I was just worried about you. How are you coping with all the All the, the podcast fans? fame. Yeah, all the, the fans outside my house. The paparazzi. Yeah. Yeah, it's wild out there. Yeah. There was um, a guy with a phone. A guy with a phone? Yeah. Was he... He's taking a photo. Oh. Probably no, not we really. We need to get onto that, really. That's, that doesn't sound safe. Um, How was your week? Uh, fine. Uh, yeah, I've been quite... Uh, nothing has changed since... <laughs> putting episode one out um apart apart from the people i've told to listen to it and they have said they enjoyed it on the whole yeah i yeah. think we've had we we some even, nice feedback we even had a, a listener send in a question which we'll come to later which, in the show ooh, very exciting jeopardy. exciting times yeah um okay so what are we discussing today i'm very excited so this week we're going to be talking about henry VIII's wives all seven of them there were six. Oh. He, he, I, I got that one. He was, oh, maybe he was, I'm not as good at, at history as I thought. Um, no, I did know there were six. <laughs> so, to start, a fun fact about Henry VIII, he was never meant to be king. Mm. His older brother Arthur was a nine for the throne, but then died suddenly, just after marrying Catherine of Aragon. Hang on. Henry married Catherine of Aragon? Why waste a good wife? That's what I always say. Oh, I see where this is going. And you sound just like the Pope. I Well, I do. I've been told that many times. So, basically, when, shortly after that, Henry VII died, and Catherine of Aragon was kind of in a limbo in England, where she didn't want to go back to Spain, and, and do they, you know, keep the why, agreement? Why would she want to go back to Spain with all that lovely weather and great food? That's and... the Alhambra why would you? Why would you? Stay in the rain. <laughs> and um, in when Henry VII died, shortly after Henry VIII, who was 17, became king, and he declared that he was going to marry her. And so they got a special papal dispensation to say that she'd never really married the brother. Like, so that didn't count. <laughs> how, I mean, I don't even want to question how that's... So he, it was a mistake. Oh, they, they, they weren't really married. But their, their argument was it was never consummated, therefore it does not count. Oh, we don't know that, though, do we? I mean, how... Again, in all of this, apparently one of, one of the last bedding ceremonies to be recorded in the 16th century was Arthur and Catherine. And that is like an old school thing of when a king and a queen or whatever get married, or even in some just mm, fancy marriages... Basically, you would put them both to bed and sort of sing them off as they, you know, and then you left them to it. On and then the it wedding night or something? On the wedding night, sorry, yeah. You, so all the guests at the wedding yeah, would pile into the bedroom and go, Ray, you're all yeah, married now, yeah. now, now um, get, get into bed yeah, and so the, uh, the, sleep well. The women would be placed there very, 
you know, innocently with flowers and all very beautiful. And the men, it'd all be like lads, you know, like a bit of a loot going on and like Love carrying them into the bedroom and all this. And then you'd kind of leave them there. And then in some practices, the next day they would whack Who's around. Who's playing the loot? One of the lads. But it's a bit do like you, do a mind, stag do. You can, you, can, you can stop the loot now. Uh, um, just a uh, bit of privacy. And then in some practices, you would show the sheets the next day to show the blood, to show that that had happened. The, yeah. He'd c- cut her head off. Yes. Because he, I think I like, that's the thing I know about him. If he liked anything <laughs> in life, it was, it was chopping people's heads off. Mm. Um, and then the next morning they come in and go, hey, oh, no, 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 that was not what we meant. <laughs> When we said the blood in the bed. Oh, well, you should have been more clear in what I was supposed to do on my wedding night. Mm. Mm, Yeah, okay, Henry, you've got an interesting future ahead of you, I reckon. Well, but this, so this was his brother, Arthur. And. Oh, this was his, oh, this wasn't Henry. Oh, I'm getting ahead of myself anyway. No offence to Arthur. I don't, I don't know how many people he beheaded. None, because he died very young. So the irony of all this is this will come back around in the future, in Henry's future and Catherine's future. And it's one of those things that they argued adamantly at the time that, no, it's never consummated, therefore she's not your brother's wife, therefore you can marry her. Have at it. Go nuts. So that's what he did. (laughs) So they they were pretty happily married for a good while. And then it became apparent that um she could kind of no longer probably bear children and it was quite normal at the time for kings to have mistresses so you had your queen and your main you know your main your main wife and then you had your little side hustles going on and one of his mistresses happened to be mary boleyn who is the sister of anne boleyn this guy who apparently he probably had a number of illegitimate children with and because of the way courts work, there was a lot of scheming, a lot of planning. And if you were mistress to the king, you probably had his ear. So your family had quite a lot of power and favour. And off the back of this, there then became the great matter, which was like the king's dilemma that he started seeing another girl, Mary's sister Anne, Anne Boleyn. And then he... Right basically was trying to find a way to get out of his marriage with Catherine so that he could legitimately marry Anne and so can we have assume an at this point oh yeah they'd had loads of kids so definitely consummation had happened so he couldn't go down he, that you route, can't use that one again yeah you can't use that mm. one again so this went on for about six years between him and Anne sort of first the rumors of them getting together to then a point where most likely um, it was probably because she was pregnant and, again, why waste a perfectly good heir by not being legitimate? So it became mm. it, the this debate over religion and freedom and wives and do you marry your brother's wife? Should I ever have married my brother's wife? All that stuff basically came to a head. it was all right. Yeah, the Pope. Hopes it was all right. So this time when he went back to the Pope and he was like, do you remember that time I married my brother's wife? And the Pope was like, yeah, yeah, I said it was fine. He was like, well, I don't, I don't think I should have married her. And the Pope was like, Sorry? Don't, what? what? We've, we've been through this. Um, I, I wrote you a dispensation at the time, remember? 
So then Henry, basically it got to a, a crux in the matter where um, it then, the only logical thing to do here was to split up from the other church and, and just make your own church. Oh, here we are. Mm. Yes. Yeah. So, yeah. So for Henry to be able to marry his, his little bit on the side, Anne Boleyn, who, and I find this so fascinating because we've all had it in life where you meet someone who you're just like, wow, and they really capture your attention. You really like them. But can you imagine being like, I'm going to overthrow an entire religion that the entire country <laughs> looks up to me to to lead and, and to, to enforce and I'm going to throw it out the window for this girl. That is romance. That's the <laughs> definition. Any Right, if anyone is not willing to start a brand new religion for you, it's frankly, it's not going it. to happen. It's, just, it's not, just not worth wow. it. That, I mean, flowers from Tesco ain't going to cut it. Yeah, where's, where's my new religion? That's, that's what I'm... Yeah, I mean... Worship at the Church of Jill, that's all I'm saying. <laughs> I mean... We can come to that in another episode, maybe. <laughs> if, if you want to tell me the history of the Church of Jill. <laughs> Does that, is that a thing? Do you want to tell? Is there something more I don't... No. Is there something I don't know <laughs> about you? Moving on. <laughs> <laughs> so, back in Henry VIII's world, he's, oh, met, yeah. he's met this great girl. He is, like, wild about her. Yeah. He already has a girl. So, to get rid of said girl... He then, the Pope He's like, good looking at this point, isn't he? Like, yeah, this is the thing, like, I'm going to just... Because um, he's getting the girls, like, he's got... No, no yeah. point so far have you said he's struggling, you know. He's he's had... Well, he had, had to get the Pope involved to get his first girl. So I yeah. don't know if that, you know, that doesn't necessarily... I, I would also... That's and this not an is, easy in, I guess. This is controversial at best, but I would argue that he was, a, like, wildly romantic... Almost, oh, no, almost I, too much yeah. so. Yeah. Like, because he almost became, yeah, obsessed with this idea of, like, love and and that justified kind of anything, um, which is lovely. But again, when you're, you're overthrowing a, a religion... That I is know, romantic. Um, yeah, so he... he didn't, I mean, to be fair, he didn't just fall at the first hurdle by going, yeah, but I can't... I'm sorry, love. I can't be with you because of the old, uh, you know, the church stuff. Yeah, and so it did, there was, there was okay, six years, it. yeah, there was six years of kind of arming and ahhing and being like, how can this work, how can it not? And then I think a lot of things happened all at once of like, he needed an heir, Catherine could no longer provide an heir, um, and Anne Boleyn could, but then it would be illegitimate, so it didn't really help him. Mm. So then it, it became this whole, and also if she and her family are, and friends are scheming for her to become queen and she has his favour in his ear, why not to just put the, the idea in his head and play on the ego and the love and the romance and all this stuff if that then gets you to be queen of England? So my whole thing is that you don't really have to kill someone to kill them. So he basically separated mother from daughter and sent Catherine to a dank, horrible little castle the other side of the country where she basically lived a sort of much lesser lifestyle for the last three years of her life. Right. Um, so this would have been like sort of 1533 that this was all happening, the split from the church. She gets sent off to this castle. He, um, Anne Boleyn is pregnant. He marries her. Um, a joyous occasion. A 
joyous occasion. He is. He's going. He's going nuts. He's the party king. He loves. He spent so much of the budget on parties yeah. in his reign. He's got. He's got his girl. Yeah, he's, he he's was, finally he's, he's got his girl. For... He's got his heir on the way. Like he's super excited. Like it's parties everywhere. I forgot about Catherine, bless her. And then never really yeah, happened. Yeah, and he didn't, didn't really happen. That he's this hot young thing, you know. Like he's he's still very like you know majestic and and handsome and charming and like romantic and he's he's living he's living his best life at this point um and then and i find this quite significant there's a lot of rumors 1535 he's jousting and there's all this documentation to say that he fell off his horse and they thought he was dead yes i have heard this yeah so like if you look at what happened before and after that incident he got way more paranoid he yep. got. He had sort of no remorse and a lot less empathy, and he was a lot more suspicious about things. And he kind of that romanticy, mm. light-hearted side w- was still there, but not. But no, no one it knows took for it sure. So it's extreme. He really, he really, really be, did. Yeah. And okay, so we're, we're getting somewhere now. That I didn't know. I, that. I mean, this is you can't ever. I'd heard that he was he nearly died. That's all. Yes. It's like oh, he was in an accident. And there's, there's died. a lot of historians that are now saying there's a very real chance that he did something yeah, to some himself. Damage he, to yeah. yeah okay. Only only because his behaviour after that was a lot more um, polarised and a lot more erratic and a lot more murdery. Murdery. It was. It just got so much more murdery. Yeah. You know. I find this really fascinating that there's genuine documentation that shows those two had massive arguments and stuff at court. Like, it's well documented that that they had this kind of dramatic relationship. Public displays of falling out. Yes. Wow. But with the king. The king. Can you imagine? Mm. Well, I guess the tabloid's going to do that now. But, yeah, so so that wasn't going as well. And um, she had a very lovely lady-in-waiting called Jane Seymour, who was just I mean, the opposite just of Anne Boleyn. Lining she, them up for each other, aren't they? They're not. So it's they're not. It's not like he's just going out and meeting new people. He's just they're they're just in the same room as him. And literally, going, oh. and, and also and Jane Seymour. I'm pretty sure she's an actor from Hollywood in the the seventies. I always think when I hear that name. That's just a nineties, mid nineties actor, isn't it? Jane uh, Seymour. She won an Oscar yes. for something. So she, um, basically, she was lady in waiting to Anne, and she was the exact opposite. She was like shy and virtuous, and all these things that, again, human nature being what it is, if you are getting fed up of drinking only wine, you'll find water very refreshing. You know, it's just op- <laughs> that's such a terrible, analogy terrible works. analogy. The analogy works. Uh, but the I idea is, it, it, she was the opposite, and obviously, yeah. she was the poor women in this. A lot of the time, were just pawns, and that they, they were there was an ulterior motive at the court. The family, the Seymour family, are pushing it, going against like the Boleyns and the Howards, and they're kind of they're constantly just manoeuvring and trying to win favour with the king. So they then have to look for a reason to get rid of Anne because. Now he likes Jane, and Jane's young and can totally provide her with an heir. And he doesn't like Anne anymore, and he likes Jane, and he wants to be with Jane. So now they have to find a reason. And because court being what it is, and because Anne being such a divisive 
strong figure, um, which I don't see as a bad thing, but, you no. know, for a lot of... It, it can go in your favour, it can go against you. I mean, if, if there's... if With hindsight, mm. if there was one thing I wasn't going to do to Henry VIII as his wife, it would be to argue with him in public and call him names and say, you're a rubbish husband and about... But if that's what you liked about you in the first place, because you challenged him and it was exciting yeah. and it was fun. Uh, I'm, I'm on her side here, believe yeah, me. Yeah, yeah. But she kind of pushed... Maybe you know, toned it down. She, well, I, well she, she poked the hornet's nest, didn't she, really? She did, but then I also think, you know, there comes a point where it doesn't matter what you do. If you can't do the right thing, you can't do the right thing. Yeah. He wanted out um, and they looked for a way... And they basically came up with all this absolute nonsense. And there's a lot of stories about witchcraft and incest and infidelity, infidelity and all these things. A bit ironic to throw an incest at her. And infidelity, is, you know, yeah. Well, let's look at your yeah, dating history. Very, very pot kettle situation going on yeah. here. Mm. So basically, they sent her off to the tower. So they, she was miraculously found guilty of all these charges, yes. I take it. And... Um, the irony is they had also found the mar marriage invalid. So so, she so the irony of it all is she couldn't actually be charged with, you know, infidelity or anything like that because the marriage was never valid in the first place. How can you cheat on someone you were never married to? Oh, right. But... I mean, they can't, she can't have had a very good lawyer. But she didn't, she did not have, have one. She's going against the king. And like so, so this is the this is the thing of like she's she's basically she's in the tower, it's all against her. They kind of very quietly annul that marriage and say it's invalid, but then behead her anyway. Um, but yeah, so the only the I guess kindness that he did show Anne is he got a French swordsman, so it was a very quick mm. beheading. What, kind a, of what a guy! What a guy! <laughs> what a romantic! So started yeah. a religion, chose a really good swordsman. They're the only two things I think he did yeah. for her. 24 hours later, mm -hmm. he was betrothed to Jane Seymour. Wow. Yeah. If this guy's history is anything to go by, mm. I can't see this one working out. Well, twist. So he, he never had a coronation for Jane because he was like, do you know what? I keep coronating them. It doesn't work out. Yeah. I'm going to wait a minute. Just we'll leave give those it a initials carved in the wall for now. We'll see what happens. Mm. So, and then like a few months later, Jane's pregnant, like the next beginning, start of 1537. She's pregnant. Um, and he was like, oh my God, I knew this was it. I knew, I knew she was the one. Like I could totally tell. Fourth she's a charm. Third, third. Why can't I count? <laughs> I'm sure there's been another one. No, Catherine of Aragon, Anne Boleyn. Now we're on Jane Seymour. The actor. Yeah. Okay. Jane I Seymour. thought. I'm, oh, okay. I can't. Oh, yeah. I just so, can't, keep, can't keep counts. So yeah. So Jane Seymour is pregnant and um, has a baby boy, who is Edward. Results. And two weeks later, she dies. She dies. She dies. Complications from childbirth, I reckon. That's sad. It's very sad. But what about the boy? He lived and became King Edward the... I want to say... Fourth. Uh, so this is where we're going into the myth of... The, I thought he gave... I thought he only got to six wives because he never got a boy heir. 
No, you just, you know, air in a spare situation. Boy air. Is that the right phrase for it? <laughs> Male air. Male air. <laughs> Boy air. Male air. He was, anyway. Um, okay, so I didn't know that. Yeah. That was the... I, um, that's good in terms of if you're Henry... Yeah, he's, he he's, wanted, he's got his male heir. He's lost Edward. a wife he liked. Uh, yeah, that's. I don't get me wrong. That's and tragic, and I'm sorry about I that. Think, <laughs> I think. I um, think. I mean, you're laughing. Again, no. <laughs> I get you. I think. So he never really got over that. Is that what we're kind of saying? He, yes. he was mourning her because he, well, he lost her at when they were really happy yeah they had a family yeah little... she gave him what he wanted like all yeah. this stuff so he stayed single for two years after her it's which mental. is for uh, him Who is can stay single like... for two years <laughs> i mean that, that's crazy for him it's light years you know that's yeah. like and especially as a king and you know he's still he's not too old he's still quite good looking he's not what he was mm. because he's, he's he's putting on the pounds a little bit. Is he, yeah, he's, I mean, he's, this he's, is it. Now. He's going downhill. He's definitely he does, on his he way. He puts a lot of weight on. He's put a lot of weight on. He can't jazz anymore since the accident. Um, oh. And he's he's not. He's Jousting not, days are over. He's past his peak, past his prime. Mm. Uh, but he's still a king and yeah. still thinks a lot of himself. So therefore, assumes everyone else does. Yeah. And so, yeah, stayed somewhere for about two years. But then we welcome Anne of Cleves, who is the fourth wife. She's the most She's popular. my favourite. She's Everyone loves Anne of Cleves for some reason. Really? And you're gonna, uh, from what I've... The limited reading I've done on this subject, Anne of Cleves was I, the, I thought I was the underdog here in supporting her. So Anne of Cleves. So he's Henry's single. He might as well... He wants to get back in the game. He's getting his Tinder profile ready. <laughs> And he's he's looking at his matches. He sends Holbein, his painter, his portrait painter, yes, out to Europe to get some of the latest Tinder profiles. You know, I know where you're. Mm. Yeah. So then there's a really famous story of the portrait that comes back of Anne of Cleves, and she is mwah, chef's kiss, beautiful. Yeah. So Henry's like, yeah, sign me up. And it also works because France and Rome are talking about potentially going to war against countries that are no longer following the Pope, i.e. the UK and parts of Germany. So therefore, um, an alliance with Cleves is extra power for them. So it works on all these different levels. Okay. And then there's a very famous, very sad quote that when he actually meets Anne of Cleves, he has no attraction to her whatsoever. He finds her very plain, very ugly. He calls her the Flanders Mare. He was disappointed. He was disappointed. So whoever went... Who was the guy who went to paint the picture? Hans Holbein. He was pa either painting the wrong person or he was being very... Using a lot of he artistic was, license. He, he was using filters, you know. Oh, uh, face-tuning. Yeah, he was face-tuning. Totally face-tuned. girl. So and he's... Then, yeah, he's basically been uh, catfished yeah. by a painter. And on top of that, the alliance with Cleves isn't all it's cracked up to be. Because now Cleves are talking about going to war with the Empire. And he's kind of like, whoa, 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 I, I, don't, I don't want any war. Mm -hmm. So I'm not sure I really want this alliance anymore. Right. But Anne's now in the UK. And he's like, oh, we're supposed to be getting married. I don't really want to marry her. 
do you know what? I'm just, I'm going to call her my sister. I'm going to call her my sister and we won't get married. And, oh, she's got a really nice lady in waiting. Oh, she's cute. Hey, hmm. Is this another wife? Catherine Howard. So Catherine Howard is the lady in waiting to Anne of, Anne of Cleves. Yeah. But he does marry Anne of Cleves. No. Never married her. Oh, technically... So she's divorced. So basically they did technically get married, but then again he had it saying it was invalid. And because she's a smart cookie, mm. she basically is like, I'm not going to go against the King of England. Mm. So she's not stupid enough to argue this. So then, yeah, they call the marriage invalid. Never so this happened. is kind of mutual. It's not just him going... It's she's mutual. not. doesn't sound like she's, t she's not that keen to marry him then. No, but also she's smart because she's like, I'm not going to go against him because look what happened at the last one who went against him. Beheaded. Mm. No, no. Yeah. Are they all beheaded? Who was... Oh, Anne, Anne Boleyn. Boleyn, yeah. She was... So... Yeah. Yeah. So she was like, I'm not going to argue this. And also, and this is why I love the girl, she basically then chose, rather than to go back home to Cleves, she decided to stay in the UK. He called her his sister. He gave her a pension Anne Boleyn's old family home, Heaver, and she just had a lovely... Where's Anne Boleyn? Oh, Anne Boleyn's dead. <laughs> Forgot about that. <laughs> I was thinking, where is... Well, hang on, you can't just give her a house. house. Oh, yeah, yeah she won't no, be needing totally it. Totally can. Fair enough. Yeah, so... Okay, so she played it well. She played She, she played, played a blind it really day. well. So then she lived out the rest of her days on a nice little pension. She's taken what she's been given. She hasn't pushed for more. And because he isn't bothered about how she's not affecting him in any way he lets her go so that said what does he's now back to square one single guy well not even because oh. half the reason that he probably went i won't marry her but i'll marry that one is because her lady don't, in waiting don't talk about women like that Jesus. <laughs> that one come on you're better than that then thingy four was she anna cleves was four yeah Jane Seymour, three. Berlin. Who was the first one? Catherine, Catherine of Barrigan. And then we end with two Anne's. Is that right? No. Two Catherine's. Uh, Catherine Parr? The other one. Uh, I don't know. Howard. Howard. Catherine Howard. Howard. So Catherine Howard is Anna Cleve's lady-in-waiting. She's a pretty vivacious 19-year-old. And she's nineteen year old. Nineteen year old. Oh, Henry is forty nine. This is, the sad one. This is this really point. sad, isn't it? And she is the cousin of Anne Boleyn. Oh, I thought you were going to say Henry the <laughs> Eighth. No, but it wouldn't surprise me. Exactly. But yeah, so Go she. She's so Anne Boleyn's cousin. Yeah, she's. You can. He has a type. I'm just going to say he has a type. Yeah, but also she must have heard a few things about him. Yes. God, what you, hang on, aren't you the guy who chopped my cousin's head off? Yes. Yes, I'll marry you. No concerns this there. This is where she doesn't have a choice. She is a uh. pawn. So the, the Boleyn and the Howard family are like, oh, we can win the king's favour back here. He's taken a shine to you. She's very young. She's very young. He's 49. She's 19. She has no power, no any say in this situation. Yeah. Um, and... Basically, they, 16 days after Anne, they get married. And apparently, he, he, like, it really did give him a kind of 
joie de vivre for a while. Like he 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 was really uplifted and he's kind of you know young at heart again. Mm. And again, his little romantic brain. I bet they didn't have the same taste in music though. That's always the bit, isn't it? You know, yeah, when it's a big gap in age. She'll have been listening to stuff that was in the charts and he was like, no, I don't like this. Should we just watch a documentary? <laughs> Go on. So she, um, yeah, she was like this young, vivacious thing. And basically he, I think by this point, he, he has an air and it is important, but I get the feeling that it's, you know, he's he's not as he's not a young man anymore. Or in I mean, in yeah. relatively speaking. How old is he now? Forty nine. But oh. I mean in, in back in the day, in the day yeah, you're yeah, yeah. again up there. That's it's tough now not so much. In those days. Um especially when you're drinking as much wine and eating as much meat Yeah, and he's all getting that chunky, he you know, is. that he's a big unit. Has he got has he got his bed sores and all that stuff by yeah, now? Is he he's, he's, he has oozing. loads of health. Yeah, he's got issues. so many health issues. Yeah. yeah. So um understandably all the rumours are that she, I mean, I don't, I don't think anyone would really blame her, but apparently whether it was a flirtation or more, there were very quickly rumours of infidelity. Yes. She was and like, he ain't all that. He's not. He, well, apparently Henry didn't believe it. First he was like, no, she wouldn't. And then he was like, I, I need more evidence. Don't and then, underestimate the power of denial. Oh my gosh. <laughs> So much here, and then and he so he was like, I need more evidence, and they came back and was like, we've got a lot more evidence. He's like, oh, oh, I see. So another one to be beheaded. Yeah. So this is the one. The bit that I do know about this is that I remember, for some reason, she wanted to see the block on which her head was going to be chopped off. Yeah. So I have I, no idea why you would want. I, I mean, I guess it, heard this. Um, and her whole thing was like, if you practice at something enough, then you'll be good at it. Mm. And apparently she asked for the block on which she'd be beheaded to be brought to her room. That's it. So she could practice the night before she wow. was beheaded. I mean, Again, I, also, she was really, really, really scared as well. I heard that she was, she was, she was just child, trembling. Mess. Yeah. Oh, it's horrendous. That is just horrific. Yeah. I mean, I, I can't even imagine what that's like to know given everything that we've come up to this point mm. i think now i'm thinking he's not a nice guy talk about a last straw so, but it's not oh no he's not the last straw because so then he he goes again he, he goes, goes again. again so this is catherine parr so we're um, on to six so the survivor Quote, I, quoting, I find this uh, Destiny's um, Child. <laughs> I find this really fascinating. Or Gloria Gaynor. Um, Talking of songs, we'll come mm. to that. He was a big muse, wasn't he? Yeah. Henry. Loved his loved his loot. Could wrote sing, a few, could play, wrote some songs. Wrote a few belters. <laughs> Absolute belters. Yeah. I can't, do you know what I was thinking before? This is an aside. We were doing... I was thinking, I oh, wrote Green Sleeves. Like, of all the mm. things that you always forget about, he wrote music and he wrote Green Sleeves, which it stood the test of time. Mm -hmm. However, I then tried to, to think how it goes and I just can't think of it. I can't even hear it in my head. All, and do you I know what I started singing? Edelweiss from The Sound of Music because <laughs> it's basically the same. Not the same. It is. 
It's an it's a weird guy singing a song that you kind of go, why are you singing this? I so I've now got green sleeves in my head. Have you? Yeah. Oh, I'm, now I oh I'm, now I'm, I've got it. Whoa! I'm, did you just pass it? I did, yeah. Through the brain. I was like, I'm absolutely not going to sing. Now I can hear it now. I'll sing it. That's yeah. good. I mean, Do you fair play to him. I don't think he did. He write lyrics. Yeah. Go on then. Alas, my love, you do me wrong to lead me on discourteously. Something, That's... something, something. My lady Greensleeves. I'm sure he's nicked that off Shakespeare. Well, they're around the same era. Are they? Well, Shakespeare's a bit later. We'll come to Shakespeare. Yeah. I like a bit of Shakespeare. Um, so the, the the survivor, the final, get the, in the last one. Yeah, happy so ending. This is what we all we want from. Oh. So yeah, no, why did is, your face do that when I said happy ending? <laughs> your face just went. Yeah. Well, because it nearly wasn't. It and nearly wasn't. Nearly what? That's he, the best kind of happy ending. Because he, he nearly he nearly had hair after as the well. The jeopardy. The jeopardy. Yeah. So then, so then Catherine, um, Catherine Parr comes along. And she Jane... Six. She's six. She's six. Yeah, She's I need the survive. to count. And so Thomas Seymour, who's Jane Seymour's brother, Jane Seymour's brother... Also an actor. ...wants to marry her. But Henry wants to marry her as well. Wow. So then she's like, i kind of got to marry the king. Because, you know, you do. Um, yeah, so basically they um, get married. So she's really, at this point, more of a nursemaid to him because... And like you know, companion. Oh, he's a mess. Rather than he's absolutely. Yeah. Can we can we say that now? Can we yeah, be brutal? He's an absolute hot mess. He's an absolute point. mess now. He's yeah. what fifty something. He's he, nearly dead. Yeah. <laughs> fifty. Well, I know. I mean, I, I know. I did say that as a joke. <laughs> However, he does die at fifty six. Fifty five. Yeah. Fifty five. Yeah. Fifty five. Fifty six. Oh, I thought it was fifty six. Ends of Um In your head, he was already dead at fifty five. <laughs> but what yeah so he is not in a good state so she no. so she's she's basically taking care of him. the nursemaid yeah she's just kind of looking after she's his companion and she's quite um interestingly she's quite vocal about the church and what it should be doing and how much stricter it should be and they would debate it quite a lot and he's he's quite a smart man he likes the debate about his his church at this yeah point. she's a reformer right. and they basically she has a lot of enemies at court for this reason because they're kind of like, you know, you're taking it too far the wrong way. Like, and she has technically banned books and stuff like that. But because her, all books, no, no, just oh. the the books. So she she owns some books that have been banned. <laughs> she can't read, so she's because, like, nobody can read books because I can't read the banned books. All Sorry. books. Yeah, no, we did just say she's these, banned books. These were like books. religious books that gotcha. have been banned. Right. And she had them and she's, you know, debating them with Henry and all the rest of it. And Oh, she didn't ban the books. No, no, no. She had she banned has them. them. Oh. They have been, sorry. Yeah, I thought it was, she, she banned books. The, some I was like, what? religious texts have been banned and because she they might have dangerous ideas. And them and yes. reading them and yeah. being enlightened by them. Yeah, and gotcha. was taking those ideas to Henry and was bantering with him about it, having a bit of a debate. Yeah. Um, and see, the language in that was very uh, ambiguous. I'm just saying, <laughs> I'm, in my in my defence, I yeah, was confused yeah. by that. 
that's fair. Yeah. Um, and I again, this, this is quite well documented that she, because she had some enemies at court, they had had museum, and they were like, "There's evidence here that she's, you know, committing treason against you. You, you can mm. get rid of her or have her off. Like it's up to you, mate." Yeah. And there was a warrant for her arrest, and it was dropped in court, and somebody. Everything happens in court. It all goes down in court. And somebody, one of her, somebody who was loyal to her found it. So told her. And she basically claimed to be so, like, ill she was dying or something like this. So Henry came to see her. Yeah. And then she said to him, like, I know you're going to have me arrested, blah, blah, blah. So then he gave her, like, a telling off and was like, well, you need to stop telling me about my religion. Like, know your limits, you know, like... (laughs) back in your box woman so Mm. she was kind of like if you don't kill me yeah sure i'll be good but she was also very smart because she basically sort of made out like oh i was doing it to distract you from your pain and you know because you're so smart i want to learn from you i'm taking these ideas to you you can teach me she straight she fed him the ego she played his ego like a lute good on her yeah and he had no sense of so he basically forgave her and just said be good stop it but be good and Mm. she was like okay i will and then he died and she outlived him basically she was a triple widow at this point oh my god but good on her because she but again it could have so easily been that she was another one that uh, you know like it can't this is really mean but i can't really imagine her being that sad when he died so what's the what is the correct rhyme didn't happen murdered died died didn't uh, got no. away no sistered <laughs> beheaded sat properly murdered yeah yeah real horrible murder and then got away with it just yeah and yeah. uh walked into the sunset outlived the idiot Oh, well. Well, thanks very much. for uh, It's uh, Jill's history class. Or as I like to call it, Educating Peter. <laughs> so we're back to um, chew some facts. Our yep. weekly challenge yep. called Chew the Fact. But before we go into it, um, one of our... Well, could we say avid listeners? Absolutely. Avid In that listeners. she's listened to the one the episode. episode. Yep. Um she said, Where did where does the where does the phrase chew the fat come from? Do you know? I do not, do you? No. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot Great to question. I forgot to so, actually look into it. I thought it was like a cow. Yeah, I thought it was like chewing the cud. Mm. Which means to talk aimlessly, ruminating over the same subject in a casual way, like a cow chewing its cud. I also love that Google has come up with, do fat people chew less? <laughs> Apparently they do, yeah. They chew less? People with obesity tend to chew their food less than needle people. Why? I mean, what does that... Um, uh, I don't know. Mm. But slow eaters burn more calories. One of the possible origins is the fact that after a meal, people would go into the sitting room and their guests and chit-chat 
while chewing on fat left over from a meal. So, so I, we've, we've not found anything out there, have we really? No, we've let our listener down there. However, she will be mad. We're about to redeem ourselves because I have a fact or fiction for you to chew. Okay. There is an old superstition that you shouldn't cross on the stairs. I am I aware think, of that. I've heard of that. This seems to be quite a British thing. I, I'm not sure if this applies everywhere, but definitely in mm. the UK, it's bad luck if you cross somebody on the stairs, which is kind of mad because sometimes you can't not cross people on the stairs. Yeah, I mean, that happens ev- literally every day of everyone's lives who has to take public transport or... Yeah. yeah. Tube, Can you imagine wild, if you just stood yeah. at the top of the stairs in the tube and said, oh, I can't go down until everyone's come yeah. up? You'd be there forever. So, so apparently the reason, was a very, very good reason for the superstition, and that's because ladies had such big dresses that if they were to cross on the stairs, because there wouldn't be any railings or anything, there was a very good chance one of them was going to fall down. So it, it, it wasn't just bad luck, it was a bad idea. Falling off the stairs yeah. to serious oh, injury. Roll down, yeah. Mm, that seems just like practical advice. Yeah. And you'd have thought... So my question would be, when that stopped being the fashion of the day, mm. so, you know, when those big massive dresses went out of fashion did people not just go oh cool the other thing about those mad dresses not being there is we can all walk up and down the stairs without falling over that's great progress yeah but we love a tradition don't we tradition yeah. superstition a weird little thing that gets brought from the past and we don't know why but you do know why well now we know why you or do, do know we? why or do we so hang on so your question is have you just made that up on the spot yeah. is this my is that really why 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 we have that as bad luck well going back to what i've just said which is i feel like that would just be a practicality thing rather than being a superstition i'm gonna say i don't believe it ah interesting but am i wrong you are wrong so oh my god it's two is, nil it's two nil oh that no. is that is the 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 accepted, yeah, the that accepted is the accepted explanation. For we, we can also accept the answer um, about knights back in the medieval times, knights and swords, and you might poke someone with your sword. Oh, I, I, I know why the, uh, that's leading on to why spiral staircases always go the same direction, up and down. And if they go the opposite way, it's Is that because of swords? Yeah, because so, the, oh if, you were, if you were attacking, they always go clockwise up mm. because if you think about it majority of people who use swords are right-handed so climbing up the stairs if you're attacking a, an old castle and mm. a spiral staircase the people above would so the up advantage. the stairs would be right-handed so they're they're fighting with their right hand around the curvature ah. of the stairs whereas going up the stairs you you you're fighting backhanded like that or you, they, they should just basically have just found loads of left-handed people to go on the attack and if they were just walking up and down those stairs they might stab each other or poke each other with their swords yeah which is why it's also bad luck so okay that is another explanation yeah Two possible. We, I think we've it's all learned something. It's more the sword being sl- fairly dangerous. Just <laughs> don't walk past just watch people out for swords. with swords. Yeah. Yeah. Ah. ah. So we've learned. You've learned something, and I've, I've learned, learned something. something. 
Well, we've reached the end of the episode. Thank you for joining us. Yeah. Um, all details and references and everything can be found in show notes. Please do get in touch. Our socials are in the uh, show notes as well. And also at the end of the episode, you'll hear our Twitter and Instagram and our email address. Um, so, yeah, we'd love to hear from you if you've got any stories or facts that you'd like us to check out yeah any superstitions whether it be historic or not any anything really anything or just just feedback on the show we'd love to hear from you yeah slide into those dms yes and um until next week that's enough from us i think yeah we will see you then i've been jill smith and i've been pete moore see you thanks for listening cheers touch at whatthefactualpod at gmail.com follow us on twitter latterly known as x at whatthefactual or on instagram at whatthefactualpod <laughs>